0: Hello, and welcome to The Pink Isle. My name is Henry Kathman, and joining me is... Emma Corey.
1: Hey, Henry. I got a secret.
0: A secret?
1: Yeah. Can't wait to watch more of these movies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whoa! What an unexpected and crazy secret. I'm sure that will be unlike... Also,
1: I killed a man. <laughs> That's less important.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Well... I mean, was he a dick?
1: It was a magic-related incident.
0: Oh, then that should be fine. Listener, if you're hearing some shuffling in the background, uh, the third unofficial co-host of this podcast, Potato, has found a box. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, no, he is currently just uh, sitting in the box as it's propped up next to the stairs. So that's, that's great, oh, honestly. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> Real happy for him. Um, Anywho, a
1: Barbie: A Fairy Secret, a yes, sequel to the last one. You
0: uh,
1: said. So, continued yeah, so adventures let, of this uh, universe. Yes,
0: yeah, so listener, we are continuing in this universe where we got Barbie as this movie star, Ken as himbo supreme, and other.
1: There's a fairy secret, which I assume is different from the other secret the fairies bees, that were yeah in the, Last one. No, they were yeah. Flairies. Oh, that's
0: right. They're I was flaries. thinking of Thumbelina. Yeah. Uh, a, after
1: after watching so many of these movies, they start to blend together in the mind. Yeah, usually. I mean... Especially these latter ones. <laughs>
0: yeah, like, I, it's ironic. That, I know that the reason why the Barbie movies have went more for this modern setting is because they wanted to depart some of the conventions that they had been locking themselves into over the past couple of movies. I know that a reason why these movies have been veering more towards a modern setting is because they've been trying to distance themselves from certain conventions, but at the same time they still... like
1: (laughs) Now they're kind of like a different sort of convention, you know?
0: Yeah, they all got fairies in them, they all got like this pop soundtrack and whether or not it's an improvement to the old one is remain to be seen. I guess if we watch enough of these we'll probably be able to come up with a pretty good consensus. But honestly, yeah, I'm I I can I have a vague idea of where they're going to take this, but I don't like that idea and I'm I'm interested to see if they take it to any interesting places.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's bad. It's just different. No, you it's, know, you get a lot of people who are like, "Oh, the The old ones are so good, and the new ones are bad. But honestly, a lot of the old ones weren't that great either. Yeah. Like, you know, you just grew up with the old ones.
0: Yes. I mean, I feel like the only reason it becomes more jarring as you get to the newer stuff is because it's... I don't know. I think...
1: I can definitely see how having more modern stuff can, like, date them a lot more, Oh, yeah. I
0: feel like that's honestly the big kicker, because with so many of these fairy tales, they have somewhat of a timeless quality to them, because the benefit of doing a lot of this fantasy stuff is that, like, Nutcracker nowadays, dated animation aside, still plays about the same as it would in 2000. Yeah. Versus a fashion fairy tale feeling, like, kind of insane.
1: Yeah.
0: Even so, though they do still cite things like Twitter. Yeah, and stuff now like, that
1: we've essentially gotten into this current decade, which we will not be in very shortly. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a new a new Barbie. Well, age by the time you,
0: listeners hear this, we will be. So, ooh. Ooh, future. 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 So, yeah, honestly, not a whole lot to say with this one. Except, uh, returning uh, for the voice cast, we got... Not Kelly Sheridan. We got Diana Carina, as well as uh, Britt Irvin as Himbo Supreme Ken, which is how we got to address this Ken now. Mm. Like, you got the Toy Story Ken, who is, like, corny.
1: He's more of a... Toy Story Ken is more of, like, a dark side Ken. Like, yeah. he's getting into some shady business.
0: Yeah, but this Ken, he's just... He's just a Himbo doing his best. Yeah,
1: so... I mean, I don't really have any expectations either way for this movie. It's another like fairy movie, so we'll just have to see yeah, how we'll it goes. have to
0: we'll have to see how we feel about it. But we gotta promise we can't keep this a secret. Uh, sh- <laughs> <I have laughs> no. So let's sit back and relax and listen in on Barbie. A fairy secret. Ooh. <laughs> From the all-new DVD, Barbie, a fairy secret. Sometimes a movie star hides a secret inside. Then she transforms into a fairy and flies. She and her friends gonna look like everyone else till they reveal their secret fairy size. Star and a fairy share the secret. Barbie, girl, Barbie, a fairy, secret doll. Other dolls, fashions, and DVD each sold separately. Barbie, a fairy, secret DVD coming soon. And we're back. So
1: wow, that sure was a secret, wasn't it?
0: And I would say it's it was a decent secret.
1: Yeah, it was, I thought this movie was pretty decent overall. Like, I enjoyed it more than the last one, and you know. Yeah, yeah. There's some fun parts to it.
0: Definitely. I think... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's one of those strange instances where I think it's kind of like the same thing as uh, Fairytopia and Fairytopia 2, that Once you got like some of that establishing stuff out of the way, I guess they. It made it a lot easier to.
1: Yeah. Even though this one kind of has very little to do with the first one. Yeah,
0: it really doesn't. Although the only thing that's really established in this movie is the best part of both of these movies so far: Himbo Ken. Or
1: as I like to call him, Kenbo.
0: Kenbo is very good in this movie i i i gotta admit um when watching a uh, fashion fairy tale it was a little like exhausting i mean i'm sure you guys heard how i was feeling during that one but this one was a lot less exhausting for some reason and i'm and it was a lot more enjoyable i think the problem that a fashion fairy tale had was that so much of it was just had way too many hijinks, mm-hmm. and that made it like kind of hard to like and not.
1: I feel like this one tried to have a bit more of an emotional core to it, yeah. The Barbie and Raquel stuff,
0: yeah. And I was not expecting that to be a thing, so yeah.
1: This is a defrosting the ice queen movie, mm. a...
0: enemies to friends. To Delivers? lovers? Question mark. <laughs> Question mark. At so, day one day. perhaps, those cowards. Uh, <laughs> but this movie starts off, uh, again, within the same plot device where Barbie is a movie star, fashion icon, and all that sort of stuff just like she is. Yeah, in we the... don't
1: really hear much about the movie she's in, although it's some kind of fairy movie. Yeah, which... Which, I kind of was disappointed they didn't do the thing with her, like, directing something like they teach yeah. in this movie.
0: Yeah! I would have loved to see Barbie director. Like, I'd watch a whole movie of that, like, of Barbie trying to direct a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, that'd be great. Especially
1: if it was a Barbie movie. Yeah. Like, I'm hoping oh, for them to make one of these that's just, like, a super meta-commentary on the typical tropes these movies tend to have.
0: I mean... We do have Greta Gerwig uh, making that live-action Barbie movie, so who knows? That
1: ain't gonna be about these movies. Oh, it
0: ain't, but who knows? We might be able to get that little extra element.
1: But we see Barbie is living in her bougie-ass house. Oh my god, her house! That's one thing about this movie. This is very much like a rich person
0: fantasy with, like, she's
1: like... An actress as a high schooler, and they're, like...
0: And they talk about riding cams. Oh, yeah, as they got
1: a horse camp and stuff, but... Either way, so Barbie, and she is with these two fashion-hurt stylists who are, as she is trying out clothes, they are, like, doing some magic stuff behind the scene.
0: Yeah, and I guess the two friends from the last movie are just, like, yeah, they're not... they're
1: just not here in this movie. They're just not here,
0: which is a shame, because, like... I mean, even though the uh, ditzy one and the wise uh, black friend were kind of like, eh, like their absence felt noticeable.
1: Yeah, because, uh, well, we got these new characters at the stylist that are also Barbie's friends. Yeah. Carrie and Taylor. And so we see in the credits them doing some magic stuff behind the scene, and then we get Barbie going to a movie premiere, and she has Raquel there with her. Yes, yeah, so Raquel we... is doing like her like bitchy thing where she's really like try. She like steps on Barbie's dress and causes it, it to rip, and all the paparazzi are like, "We don't want to talk to you. We want to talk to Barbie." Yeah, so... and it's
0: one of those things where it's like. Again, it's really weird to have Raquel suddenly show up in a fashion fairy tale with the last movie, but it, at the same... Cause yeah, she's one this of those like, like...
1: bad guys that never really like faces any consequences. Because if you remember the last movie, she did kind of put the plot in motion by trying to essentially trick Barbie into breaking up with Ken.
0: Yeah, and... There's some like grade A emotional manipulation, and as we're gonna see in the latter half of the movie, it's one of those things that honestly kind of made me a little bit uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, well, it's kind of the thing like they want they really want to like kind of like redeem Raquel in this movie, but they never really like address like because I feel like in real life, if someone did that to you, like you'd probably just like cut them off and not speak to them. Yeah, anymore. or
0: like, or if you're someone in Barbie's position, like. Like if you're that rich, you could probably also sue them.
1: Yeah. Also, if she is rich, why would she continually choose to like be in projects with Raquel? If yeah. Raquel is,
0: like you're a director open, now, you can. Style to her yeah. Room,
1: like I don't know, it's just one of those things. It's a very Barbie, I guess, has a very small social circle.
0: Well, I mean, if you're someone as rich as them, I imagine that their I, school I life know. is probably very insular. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't go about interacting with those. Pause.
1: Yeah, we never do see anyone's parents in these movies.
0: No, no, we do not.
1: But while we are out there of at this premiere, uh, Bar Barbie's fairy stylist, which we get revealed that they are fairies. Oh yeah,
0: I mean that it wasn't exactly subtle. Yeah, the
1: fairy, the fairy secret is that there are fairies, which.
0: And not—they're not just fairies. These are different from the flaries who are like tiny. The yeah, it is fa- kind
1: of weird because they reference the first movie, but Barbie never like is never like, "Hey, this is just like that other magic thing that happened in the last yeah, cause movie." Yeah, because they,
0: because st- Barbie still acts like really weirded out whenever she finds out that magic exists, and it's just like, okay, like you, I get. It's one of those things where I'm like, I understand. That you want to try and make these movies self-contained so that you don't have to deal with sequel baggage and all that stuff. But at the same time, it's like, why
1: uh, use the this... the flaries don't come back in this one either, Yeah, so. so,
0: like, why make this a sequel in the universe? Like, I guess... I know you, like, you wanted to keep this version of Ken and Raquel, but honestly, Raquel, like, you could have, like made her a new character and it wouldn't like change a lot of things.
1: But either way we get But at... yeah, yeah, so at the premiere they end up talking to this other girl there that was taking pictures of Taking it.
0: pictures and has like this green dress She has with an the...
1: evil bob cut. Oh like,
0: man like... I wonder who the villain of this movie is.
1: Yeah, so that's Crystal.
0: Yep, Crystal, which, yeah.
1: So we get her established and that she's taking pictures. Yeah. And then we kind of get a scene where we see Crystal, who is also a fairy, kind of showing a unseen person pictures from the event.
0: And while she's doing that, the unseen person is taking a drink out of some mysterious liquid, which I straight up thought was like, "What, what type of juice is that? Is that... Are they actually showing off someone drinking wine in these movies? I mean, that'd be kind of daring. We don't know what that stuff is.
1: But, no, so she drinks some stuff. Her eyes go all purple, so we're getting into some Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you
0: are definitely right. Wow.
1: And while she's scrolling through the pictures, uh, the unseen person sees Kin, and she declares she is in love with him, and she is going to marry him.
0: Yeah, so this is the plot of our movie, y'all. Uh, Ken is a damsel in distress in this one, and I gotta be honest, this is what, like... I was a little, like, uh, going into this movie because I knew that it was going off of the same continuity of the last one, and we weren't so hot on the last one, but Ken was the saving grace of that last movie, and yeah, by and golly... like,
1: more of him in this one. I
0: yeah, like. I I feel like the the makers of these movies realized oh wait Ken's actually like a fun character when we make him a dumbass so let's <laughs> let's do more of that yeah. and yeah
1: but Bar- the next day Barbie is uh, at the ice cream restaurant place they were in the last movie with her
0: Wally's was it
1: Wally's yeah with her sty- stylist fairies and Ken is also there and Raquel is also there and when they exit, the, well, what well, happens is Raquel kind of like says something passive aggressive to Barbie, and Barbie's like, "I'm gonna finally stand up to that bitch." And so yeah, she like,
0: it's time to freaking spill this tea.
1: She's gonna write that call out post right now for Raquel. Oh,
0: Raquel, we're gonna have that hashtag Raquel is over party.
1: Mm-hmm, but. So she follows Raquel out of the restaurant along with Ken and uh, ta- th-
0: the t- ta- the two
1: Taylor and K- Carrie. I yeah, think. K- yeah.
0: So I mean, I feel like I mean we could probably get Taylor and Carrie out of the way because similar to the other like surrounding girl gal pals, heterosexual gal pals. I should specify because gal pals has that other content. But the, uh, but yeah, in terms of their personality, they're, they're there.
1: They're pretty much, they're pretty much just there to like explain the world and like kind of move the plot forward. They don't really have much individual personality except for one keeps on like pulling things from her bag of holding and stuff and the other one. And the other one
0: has shoes.
1: Yeah. She has magic shoes. That's their that's the accessories they come with. That's their personality. Yeah. But as they're out there, suddenly a portal opens and out comes a very pink looking fairy. Oh, yeah. And their entourage, oh, yeah. And they kidnap Ken. And we reveal that the pink fairy is the princess of the fairy world, Gra- Graciella? Something? Yeah, like Graciella. That. And she is now in love with Ken and she's going is... to marry him.
0: Which. Again, that this sort of plot definitely puts the movie over the top because it's just like, hey, we get to I love being able to see more of this uh, more of Kembo doing his thing. but mm-hmm. honestly, I feel like something that a lot of these movies kind of lack is that when it comes to like stakes, it's usually like some evil magic lady type thing but in terms of a villain, Graciella is actually one of the more enjoyable villainesses that we've had in these movies.
1: Yeah, she is another.
0: She's another uh,
1: magic lady whose whims and moods somehow determines the health of an entire magical world. So it's never yeah, one of and those she situations. also got the
0: magic beams and all that stuff. Yeah, but but
1: she's like she's under a spell. She's
0: under a spell.
1: Though obviously, one person having all that power is still a bad thing. Oh yeah, as... and the
0: fact that like suddenly. We have access to love potions and other potions that can physically and mentally alter someone's some someone's state. It's like that feels a little unsustainable. Oh, also they mention how Graciella is a passion fairy, mm-hmm. which I guess are fairies that have like special powers that are fueled by emotions. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know. That part of that feels a little like oh. Women emotions, am I right, Uh, fellas?
1: Well, I mean, at least she's more interesting than, like, the actual villain, who's Crystal, whose whole motivation is just, like... She just wants to bang a dude. She's jealous. Those women, am I right? Mm. Yeah, Yeah. that's the one thing that kind of struck me. This movie felt way more, like... I feel like this movie and last movie had just, like, a way more, like, hyper-feminization than some of these movies, like... Yeah. We always talk about how, like, in some of the early movies, it didn't feel like it's like, oh, here's the makeover. Here, we're going to talk about accessories mm-hmm. and fashion, which it, it was kind of understandable in the last movie because it was about, like, a
0: fashion fairy and, like, tale. Yeah. yeah. And, like,
1: a fashion show and stuff. But here, it's like, we got to have a scene where they're talking about their shoes and stuff. And
0: it's like, yeah. Uh... I don't know. This feels like, Given the fact that, like, the writing stuff of these movies has remained pretty consistent over the past couple of, like, the entire course of the series between all that, it feels like this was, like, more of a mandate on Mattel's part where they were, like.
1: Well, I mean, like, the kind of, like, merchandising was always present in these movies. Yes, but but never
0: to the extent where it was, like. But the characterization. It, yeah,
1: but like I don't know. Ever since Mermaid Tale, it feels like that's the point where like they started really emphasizing. Oh kind of yeah, stuff in these I movies, mean. To very yeah, obvious. C-Fora. <laughs> oh god. But Ooh. either way, so Ken gets sucked in, and uh, Barbie and Raquel discover that the stylists are fairies, which of course they try to like hide it, but then the other one is like, "There's no point in hiding it now. They obviously know." So we need to go and get back to the fairy realm, which is the fairy realm that the princess lives in. Is called Los Angeles. So that's what we're we're going. That's with what there. we're working with, huh? But the fairy stylists are banned from there for reasons that for... they don't specify. At oh the yeah, moment. like
0: <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I don't want to harp on this too. Much. Los Angeles, huh? Yeah. Just... <laughs> yeah, we,
1: this movie's got some puns, is all I'm saying. But they figure out they gotta go and...
0: They gotta go to a dress shop. And the thing that they say is that there's like... You know how there's always one fitting room that's always closed? Well, that's a very secret. And... Listener, as a veteran of the fast fashion industry and someone who's had to experience that magical, magical world, ooh.
1: You're saying there aren't secret portals in the Forever 21 dressing stalls?
0: I'll tell you this. If we did have those magical portals, it would certainly compensate better than the terrible pay we got. Ooh! I guess credit where credits due. I do enjoy like that element of like, ooh. I think the reason why a lot of stories, like, oh, there's a secret magic world that you could be that the world doesn't know about. Your Percy Jacksons, your Harry Potters, your Twilights, to was moral instruments. I don't know.
1: Uh, that that's like an alternate universe. That's an alternate
0: universe. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. But like, th- the appeal of like a lot of those types of stories is that there's always that like element where you think like, oh man, wouldn't it be cool if I could one day find that? I don't know. I like I I enjoy some of the whole uh urban fantasy elements that they've at least tried to incorporate it. Mm-hmm. It's a lot better than what. Uh, was going on in fashion Fairy Tale* because it was just like it felt so insular and small yeah. where it was yeah.
1: yeah it's so strange they don't ever mention that because they do go back to like Paris yes
0: so in order to when they take this fairy portal they end up on top of the Eiffel Tower yep yeah.
1: Yeah, and we learn that that Roxelle person from the last movie who was at the fashion show at the end that they went to the party for is also a fairy.
0: Which I guess explains why that party was held in a castle?
1: She's just really old, apparently.
0: Oh god, she is probably... They don't go into that detail. So, uh, while this is occurring, we cut back to uh, the... Los Angeles, and Ken is meeting his bride-to-be, and he is...
1: Freaked out about He's this whole situation. He's pretty freaked out, it, yeah. Because he obviously doesn't wear and he also finds out that when a human marries a fairy and the fairy ruled well, I think Sh- the stylist explained that out of it, that the yes. human is now stuck there forever. According to really fairy
0: live. law, which is... Yeah.
1: Apparently, I don't know who writes these fairy laws. They don't seem to have a government here. No,
0: so. like it, it's this seems a little arbitrary. Where is the
1: fairy judicial branch?
0: D- no. More more importantly, where are the fairy uh Congress fairies? Where are the Congress fairies? I don't uh, know. It's
1: just it's just Pink Lady. But so Oof. Of course, Crystal is really happy about that because we the we didn't get introduced to Zane, oh, who is Zane, who is uh the princess's uh love interest, who is uh, obviously very confused that she's suddenly dating this kin. Who there's a running gag where she keeps on getting his name.
0: Yeah, wrong. he starts off. It, it starts off like it starts off small. She's like,
1: like oh no, Kevin
0: <laughs> or Cam or Kent, and then like by the end, she also calls the him
1: end, Glenn and. At, uh, Kirby.
0: And by the, yeah, by the edge it's just like, and wow, Dennis. you're <laughs> And Dennis. it's just like wow, you're not even trying. That's a solid gag.
1: Yeah, but so we get Zane, who is essentially that one purple fairy guy from uh, Magic of the Rainbow.
0: Oh my god, you are not wrong. He's
1: essentially just a wandissimo again, so.
0: Yeah. I will say this, though. Like, the less amount of fop traits that we can assign to this guy, I appreciate
1: it. I, I kind of liked him. He was a bit fun. Oh, but... no! He
0: was... I feel like in terms of parts of the movie, Ken is obviously going to be the is the best part. I feel like he's actually in a second because like, Grisella and Zane are just the most extra people oh, I've yeah, ever seen in these movies. They are and this is other. from a history of many... Many extra characters that are in these movies. But
1: it is kind of funny because like Zane like challenges Ken to a duel and then he's like well I don't want a duel and then he's like oh you think my lady's not good enough to duel for? I'm gonna challenge you to two duels. And then
0: (laughs) and then Ken's like what? No can we not? And he's like oh I challenge you to three duels. Oh great. It's not like I had anything to do after the second one and I'm just like there's some yes, fun banter. Yes, this is in some great banter because I feel like, like we kind of touched upon this with the first group of Fairytopia movies, but like, like we talked about this in Fairytopia one, where like the other elf, were the other fairy elders when they were all stuck in their throne prisons. Like we're being all catty about this, and yeah. I feel like the Barbie movies are best when they get to be. Like,
1: like snarky humor. Definitely. Stuff, yeah.
0: But, yeah, I. So, yeah. Grizel is very much into this dual thing. Like, mm-hmm. this feels like a little bit of a king, but, um. Uh,
1: <laughs> she. Well, listen. She keeps on, like,. Throughout the duel, she's like, she says, it's okay, even if you get beaten up, I'll still marry you.
0: Yeah, where it's just like, oh, oh, this is, okay, whatever what's your butt, yeah, i guess that's
1: so that's a part of it but... and no
0: and they even go further by saying like oh it's okay i'm having her take plenty of pictures of you so we know how to put you back together and it's yeah, like oh so exactly, that's,
1: that's a part of the magic they can do they don't really specify the limits of fairy magic in this world no
0: they don't and they also don't like kind of go into detail about like so if someone stays there i do they become immortal as a fairy? Are these fairies immortal? Or are th- is it just like, I don't know, it's very interesting. hmm
1: But, anyway, back in Paris, they go and meet that fashion designer, and of course Raquel is mad because she doesn't know who she is. Oh, yeah. So Raquel is kind of like, her whole thing, is she's like, jealous of Very jealous of, of Barbie. Barbie's success. Yeah. And they meet Roxelle, and she explains that The princess was obviously done in by a love potion. So in order to uh, write the right, they have one dose left of, like, an anti-love potion that will break the curse. Wait, wait,
0: wait. Point of order. She mentioned, it's like, oh, I used to do matchmaking in my past. And it's like, okay, wait a minute. If you do matchmaking, love potions should not be a factor. That is the magical equivalent of a roofie, my dude. Mm -hmm. Like... Y'all.
1: Yeah. The, the love ethics poti- of love b- potions in fiction are always kind of uh,
0: it's dubious ca- at best. Yeah, like, and you know what? I actually do appreciate that they point out how, like, oh, hey, this love potion thing's kind of messed up, which is actually a bit of a departure from other love potion stories that we do see in, like, children's animated stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, now that they're uh, here, but with the potion, they have the last fairy portal that hasn't been closed off to get into New Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. Oof.
1: Not a New York. It's a Los no. Angeles. No. Pistation. What was the
0: fairy equivalent of New York?
1: Um, New Fairytopia.
0: Bam. Got in one. Well done. <laughs> so. Yeah, so they go through this elevator, and bam, new gloss, uh, God, I don't know why I'm saying new gloss. Los Angeles. Yeah. This
1: color palette hurts my eyes. No. It's painful to look at it.
0: Absolutely. Like,
1: like I had a bit of a headache when I was watching that movie, and the parts so, in the fairy world were just like, oh Yeah, yeah. yes. The exterior like, shots are like,
0: oh, like, a lot of these more recent movies have been suffering from a color palette that was way too saturated. Uh-huh. Like, I mentioned earlier how these movies have been slowly looking more like a juice commercial in terms of, like, just how neon and bright the colors end up being, and it ends up being, like, a little bit, uh... Kind so, of unappealing yeah, and a little garish. Because,
1: like, in earlier ones, like, Fairy Topia was more, like, kind of pastel colors and stuff. Yeah. And this one is just, like, highlighter, bright...
0: Bright greens, blues. Oh, God, rainbow. in the sky. The sky is just, like, this rainbow gradient that, like, kind of goes on forever. And it's just, like, oh, God. The... Oh, God, those colors. Like, I'm actually kind of interested if I can find some high-quality images to see, like, what this movie would be like if they just, like, desaturated a little. Put up more of those pastel colors. Because I feel like if they made this, like, have more of that pastel, it would probably be a lot.
1: Yeah, but right now it's just, it's, like, so... I wonder if that was also a thing. Like, they were told they needed to do more of these movies, just make them, like, brighter colors, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it was just kind of unappealing to look at.
0: It was. But when they get there, they realize that, oh, we got to get our wings. Yeah,
1: because uh, earlier on, they were flying around by having by essentially holding hands with the stylus. Yeah. But now they're like, well, since we are now in void world, it's probably best if we get you your own pairs of wings. So, and they mentioned
0: that like there's literally no ground and it makes me wonder like is there anything is like Los Angeles just like the only thing in this weird pocket well, dimension they show,
1: like they're like the big city of Los Angeles and just looks like kind of like five floating mountains It's just like yeah
0: it's just like five floating mountains which it becomes a lot bigger when like we actually get close to it and yeah, we but actually when they get When
1: first to, like established it, it's not super impressive it, like. It's a
0: very It's only a model vibe to it. Mm
1: -hmm. But either way, after that, we get a little bit of the city, which is, I was waiting to have another mermaid tale where we were going to get a bunch of fairy pines, but... We've been
0: thankfully spared. Instead, The joke
1: here is that everything has wings on it, even the cups and the bags. The
0: cups, the purses, the glasses, the cats and dogs, just... Everything's got to have wigs. And, oh, except for this one lady who's, like, having her purse float, but, oh, no, her dude's carrying all these bags. Hey, with...
1: women be shopping. Women
0: be shopping.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. If that's what the Barbie movies have taught me is that girls be thirsty, girls be shopping, and girls be catty. <laughs> oh, God. The three clear lessons Of these movies.
1: But so (laughs) they go to this store where they get clip-on wings. So they got, so fairies have like natural like wings that they just have. But they also have like clip-on wings. You can buy that act like real wings. I guess for like the humans that live here because. Yes,
0: because they go to this store and the worker who's there, who's like this older like. Like, there have been, like, people of color in these movies, but none that have been, like, so overtly, like, uh, I guess, coded. That makes it feel kind of worse, but, yeah, she's, like, the dress shop owner is, like, a a human with these clip-on wings, and...
1: Who had married a fairy. Who had
0: married a fairy. Like, she talked about how, like, oh, yeah, I saw his... I saw his butt, and I thought, hmm, I'm just gonna stay with that for the rest of my life. And it's... And honestly, it was kind of cute. Like, they seemed like a cute couple. Which is just
1: kind of effed up that, like, the fairies... The humans that live in the fairy world can't leave, but the fairies can go to the human world and,
0: like... Yeah. God, it makes you wonder, like, oh, geez, is there just, like, a missing person report on this lady? Like, oh, God, I'm just picturing something real wholesome, like... She might, Like, what if this old woman, she was, like, homeless, she was living all alone, and then she got whisked away to this magical fairy realm? That's what I'm gonna imagine. I'm gonna imagine that she was absolutely... I'd
1: her. like to imagine she had a husband and children in the
0: other world. Oh, no! No! Like oh, That's my head. No! But, uh... Anyways. I feel like this is a good indicator of where we are in terms of how wholesome we like our ships.
1: <laughs> but, uh, so, they get their clip on wings, and of course, Raquel struggles with the flying more than Barbie because she's got to learn to just let her emotions and break down her barriers and trust herself mm-hmm. to do things because that's her arc in this one.
0: Yeah, but, which, it's not a bad arc, but it's also a little, like... I don't know, I feel like, again, like, she's done some kind of fucked up things, y'all.
1: Yeah, it's very much like a kid's movie, like, you should forgive the people who bully you. Yeah. Because they were probably just... Jealous. Misunderstood, you know? Yeah, and... It's that very, like, movie version of bullying where it's Mm -hmm. very overt, just, like, kind of... Where
0: it's mostly just, like, hijink-type things instead of, like, emotional abuse and, like...
1: Stuff that really, like, gets you, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, I'm sure, like, it's probably not too hard to see that this is something we both have experience with and it's... It certainly kind of dampens some yeah. of the messaging and of this I, movie. I don't know. For me.
1: I think because like it is that bull- that movie version of bullying, it's kind of, like easier to accept. You know, yeah, because it'd be harder to like, you know, like. I mean, I mean, I'm stuff.
0: glad that they went with that. If anything, but it's still like that general trope of like forgiving the bullies makes it feel. I don't know. A little uncomfortable. Yeah. And
1: they try to, like... At one point, they try to, like, make it like, well, Barbie was also in the wrong, too, but, like, Barbie just never oh, really yeah. seemed like she really did anything wrong. Yeah. Like, she had... Barbie had legitimate reasons to not... Like, like Raquel. Raquel, like... Like,
0: again, she, she made... She thought... She made her break up with Ken under false pretenses so that she could get with him. That's, yeah. like... Yeah, that's some grade-A emotional manipulation. But anyway,
1: they find horses. Yep! So they gotta pander to that horse girl crowd somehow.
0: Yeah, and...
1: And they also learn that Ken will be marrying the princess at sundown, Mm -hmm. even though the lighting never changes in this world. No, the lighting
0: never changes, which, man, if they did start, like, adding in more sunset tones to that, I feel like that would have... Just tone
1: down the colors. Yeah, just a little
0: bit. Like, just, you know, get like a single color palette. Because I feel like the biggest problem was that, like, you had like these blue and yellow skies and these really, really green grass and these really really bright purples. Yes. Yes. But before they find the horses, we got to get to that first duel.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so so this is where we get where she tells him that if he gets. Uh, obliterated, she'll make sure to remake him. <laughs> yes! So she's essentially just making them duel for her own pleasure. So. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. But it's basically a standard wizard duel. It's basically a standard wizard duel of people throwing magic beams at each other. And yeah,
1: so Fabio is like getting ready to throw some flames at Ken and then...
0: but it... Well, not before like they're in these very uh they're in these very regal pieces of armor and mm. ken is outfitted with wings and while uh, they're doing this they're uh, like but the wings are like tiny wings. pink they're wings. tiny little pink wings yeah. and and meanwhile he uh zane shows off his wings while flexing and it causes like and we just see very visible like looks of arousal from crystal and it ooh, listener i i mean it was like so that she's fanning but like it was a little uncomfortable
1: yeah but so we get to the wizard duel and ken is like i don't know any magic spells i am a person
0: yeah and, but that's okay he just keeps dodging out of the balls and he's
1: oh not before he tries to do a magic he try to do a magic spell, oh, no, he does. Yes. He does like a thing where he, he does
0: the thumb thing where the, you try where, it
1: was, where it looks like he's pulling off his thumb, thumb and, and he's
0: he, like, ooh. Oh man. look! Look at this. Doesn't this appear like it's magic? Everyone sees through. Everyone's like, you're you're just folding your thumb, but it looks magic, and I'm like, oh Kenbo. Oh, that is that great a Kenbo. really good.
1: bright up this movie. Yes,
0: that honestly. I don't know if that was, like, the best part of the movie for me, but it's definitely up there. Yeah, like... this
1: scene is pretty fun, but... So Zane starts playing fireballs at him, but Ken, through his mastery of dance and outdated Matrix references, <laughs> uh, dodges the fireballs, and then they're like, yay, Ken, Ken. Yeah.
0: The thing that I like is that he kind of gets so into it that he kind of forgets that, oh, wait, I'm winning. That means I'm not gonna... I'm gonna...
1: Now he's got to do tool duels.
0: Yeah, but he, but afterwards, Grisella is like, I've seen enough. We shall move on to round two. You've done excellent. And he's just like, ah, oh, thanks. Wait. Shoot. <laughs> so it's, again, Kembo is great.
1: Yeah, but we cut back to the fairies and... So they're they riding on these, these horses. Like, and
0: then there are these tornado-type these, deals.
1: Uh, Hubba Bubba watermelon flavor colored tornadoes. Yep.
0: yeah, And, oh, Raquel knows how to navigate them.
1: Because she is the ultimate horse girl.
0: Yes. she did, She was, like, the best rider in our horse-riding camp. And yeah. it's just, like... Cool. This would have been great info. Like yeah, established But we get
1: more kind of development Barbie Raquel relationship where Barbie is like, Oh, I thought you were like so good and she was like, Really? I didn't know you noticed and she was like, Yeah, we were there. How could I you like put shaving cream in my helmet? How could I not remember you from horse camp? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so not, that's but. It's one of those like, Oh, I believe in you, Raquel, you could do this and and that's enough for them to navigate the storm type thing. And I kind of appreciated that. It's like, again, if this was something that... Like, I feel like with the Raquel, like, development thing, I feel like if Raquel was just, like, first introduced in this movie, it would have been a lot better because we do have that baggage of her in the last movie kind of just hanging over the head of this one
1: yeah I don't know but they are able to make it to the area where the princess is holding the duel also we forgot to mention like when the duel started it was kind of funny she was like ladies and gentlemen welcome but there was like no one else there There was
0: no one there
1: if that ain't a metaphor for our day's politics I don't know
0: <laughs> Oof, but Oof-a-doofa.
1: yeah, but she. So they s- are able to sneak in by pretending to be chefs, and we have yep. a scene where like one of the guards stops one of the stylists, and he's like, "Is that fairy cake?"
0: And he says it in such a deep voice, like <laughs> it was a actually concerningly deep voice. He was like, "Is that fairy cake? Can I have one?" And then he's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's... I mean, I guess that was probably the joke. They were trying to make him be, like, sound tough, but it ended up coming off as, like, just... I don't know, a little weird.
1: Yeah, but we got Deep Voice Guard Boy, and then we get to the inside, and uh, so the princess spots them coming, like, Barbie sees (sighs) Ken, and Ken is like, thank God, finally, my girlfriend is here.
0: Yes, Yes. So, all this, this reunion is interrupted when, uh, Grisela freezes them. Mm hmm And they try to convince them, like, hey, you're under the influence, Grisela, you need to, like, snap out of this. And then Crystal's like, what? Because
1: Grisela was the one, Graciela was the one who had banished, uh, The other ones, and they established earlier that the reason they were banished was because she said that they were trying to betray her, but they didn't know what they did. Yeah. And so when she sees that, because before then, they were trying to convince her, like, oh, Crystal obviously put a love potion on you because she's in love with Zane Uh Uh-huh. And she wants to break you apart. And she almost starts believing them, but then when she sees that it's, uh terry carrie and taylor then she gets really mad yeah and puts them in some balls of rage
0: oh yeah those rage balls which before we get to the rage balls parts uh it is interesting to think that like some i mean this is a mind control plot essentially Mm -hmm. but the implications like i feel like mind control plots end up being most interesting when it was most when the effects of the mind control is just emphasizing elements of someone that w- something that was already there. And in this case, that sort of jealous streak and that insecurity, I feel like if they emphasized that a little bit more mm-hmm. with her, like, she might have been a, bu- a lot more compelling of a villainess, even though she isn't, like, the capital V villain, I guess. Yeah. But, I don't know. It, that, it's, it doesn't, like... It would just be, like, a little tweak that I would have. Like... Honestly, like, I feel like something that's kind of a a positive mark towards this film is that, like, whenever we see an underwhelming movie, like, it's very, very easy to imagine, like, ways that the film could have been made differently or conveyed differently. But with this one, I was, like, honestly kind of satisfied with just, like, the general plot progression and most of the changes that I would have made would have been, like, like, minor character stuff as well as some, like... Like, in terms of over... So, that's probably, like, a pretty good sign on this film's part. Yeah. But, anyhow, they're in the prisons now and they're...
1: So, we got, like, the low point where they're trapped and all hope seems lost, and back in the stuff with the princess and Ken, they are now at the wedding, and Ken is uh, being chained up and stuff. Yeah,
0: and he says, like, I've gotta break these chains of love. Which, listeners, if you are not familiar, I'm fairly certain that is a reference to the 80s British electro pop band Erasure, who with their hit single Chains of Love. It's I need to show you that song a little I know, later. I
1: I, I I gotta believe it. It I is gotta some to believe it.
0: it is some freaking 80s cheese. <laughs> and it is a great song.
1: Great. But, so... But, yeah. Yeah, we're getting married, and, uh, Zane keeps on trying to object, and she's like, Nope, I am in love with- with Glenn. I'm gonna <sighs> marry know, him. Yeah. And while this is happening, uh, the stylus Fairies keep on trying to break out of the chambers they're in, but none of that- because... It's a really strong magic, and it's impervious to damage, essentially, like, none of their stuff works. And they keep on saying puns and trying to, like, break it, but... <laughs> I
0: appreciate that on the third one, uh, Raquel is also calling out how old it is getting, because the first one's like, uh, oh god.
1: and one of them is like, this will put him on the ropes, and she, like, pulls,
0: pulls out a rope. rope. And then the other one is like, we gotta... This is an escape we can sink our teeth into, and it's some chattering teeth. And then finally, the third ones This one will be a home run. And then Raquel's like, "Okay, it's a baseball bat. Can we? Can we not, y'all?" Yeah. I I appreciate. But it.
1: this is the big emotional moment we get between Barbie and Raquel, where they kind of lay out their beef with each other. And Raquel is like, "Well, I just assumed that I wouldn't be good enough for you, and that you wouldn't include me in anything." And Barbie was like, well, I just assumed you hated me because you were always, like, super mean to me and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, which, you know, as I said before, Barbie didn't really do much of anything wrong because, like, Raquel was, like, openly hostile to her for so long and Barbie was never really the same way to her. So the kind of trying to equate it just doesn't really work.
0: I feel like it would... I mean, the problem is is that this is... The problem is that this is somewhat compromised by the fact that they can't make Barbie too overtly flawed in some of these movies. And I yeah. feel like something that would have, like, actually really helped this relationship is if they made it so that, in the past, Barbie might have been, like... Uh, like, might not have like, even noticed her.
1: Yeah. Or they could have, like, just softened Raquel a bit so she wasn't as overtly, like, hostile to Barbie. Yeah. Then it would, like... Like, I feel like in a different kind of setup, this would be, like, a nice scene, you know, when they're talking to each other and they're able to, like, put out their issues and admit, like, where they went wrong and then they, like, are able to forgive each other. But in here it just feels... It feels like it's not as earned as it could be,
0: Mm -hmm. you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Especially, again, she coerced Barbie into breaking up with Ken yes. under false pretenses. Like, yeah, that ain't gonna go away overnight, y'all.
1: But either way, We're the power around. of forgiveness, right they hug We're each other, around. and the power of forgiveness breaks the rage ball they're in, and they now, they get the sparkly transformation of the movie where they now have real wings somehow
0: somehow Um, so i guess this means they're now fairies
1: or like partially fairies i don't know but i will say after those ladies hug they do get wings where barbie gets rainbow wings and raquel gets uh, a wings that got the bi colors on them so
0: yeah i mean (laughs) i yeah it it is a
1: pretty emotionally charged moment just saying Mm -hmm, maybe mm -hmm. maybe if they ever made a third they could do the barbie uh Ken Rock Hill OT3, so it's on the cards. I, I'd be, uh,
0: I after, if there's one thing that shipper's like, it's enemies to friends to lovers. Yeah.
1: But, so we get, that's sort of the big character moment in this movie. And then they are able to escape and make it to the wedding where we get our final confrontation. Yep. Which is a whole thing of them, like, flying around and, like, tossing around the antidote. And Ken gets in it a little bit. And, uh... Yeah.
0: And they're able to, like... I don't know. It it was mostly just in... Where Raquel was distracting some of the other fairies while Barbie was having, like, a one-on-one thing with, like, Pinkie Pie. And, uh... Um as a result, she, I don't know, I, I actually, something I appreciate about this final scene is that it kind of, like, pointed out just like, oh, jeez, she is, uh, how kind of intense the lady, uh, this ruler lady is, she's, uh, like, she's, Throwing out magic balls like she's freaking Goku, and yeah,
1: we never actually see what happens when someone gets hit with one of those magic balls. So for all we know, they immediately melt into dust. I mean, I'm
0: assuming that she was like trying to do the freeze magic.
1: I don't know. I think she was out for blood. I think she was about to murder that
0: Barbie. Yeah, yeah, that's also a but we have a fight. Also,
1: before then, we get a scene where like uh, she's about to marry Ken, and like she's we've seen her do this where she's able to, like, essentially make him say things. Yes. And she makes him say that I do. And, like, the Zane keeps on, like, saying, like, I object. And she's like, Zane, you've already objected. You can't object again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. But.
0: I feel like at that point, you just, like, kick the dude out. Like, uh, y'all.
1: I don't know. But, so. But eventually, Barbie is able to get a hold of the antidote and she sprinkles it above the princess and she is de Mm-hmm.
0: And... Yep. And because of that, she basically at first doesn't have much memory but then it comes back to her. she's like, Oh, God! I... This... That was messed up! I tried to almost marry a dude! And, yeah...
1: And she gets back with Zane instantly, and then they reveal the stuff with Crystal. And I think I missed this part a little bit. So Crystal was the one who like like she manipulated the princess into thinking that Carrie and Taylor were betraying her. Or was no, it like... no,
0: that was never an element of it. Carrie didn't. Uh, Crystal didn't have any like part of that whole falling out yeah. thing. That was just something that happened <laughs> organically. Okay. Yeah.
1: So it's. A, I guess that was them trying to kind of like thematically tie it with the Barbie and Raquel. Like you should communicate with people. Yeah,
0: communicate. I Which I mean, again, it would be. That's a. That's a fine enough message. Like, Except
1: this princess had way more power and and retaliation. She banned them. Yeah. From the entire series. Yeah, because so. the whole
0: thing that they told her said was that like she was like oh. We were all the bestest of friends, but then you started cutting me out and leaving me behind. And they were like, you're too busy being the princess. We, we should, we kind of stopped trying, which that was a mistake. Which, I mean, I guess, yeah, that's probably a mistake. But to like, if they're busy, not to cut them out. But at the same time, it's like, uh, still, y'all, that's uh I feel like a lot of these forgiveness uh, storylines don't focus enough on, like, the balance. Like, there's got to be at least some level of balance when it comes to these sort of relationships. And mm-hmm. when you have that sort of storyline of forgiveness, when the power dynamics are so uh, uneven, it ends up, like we said, feeling a bit... um. I don't want to go so far to say that it's like teaching people to be complicit in their abuse, but it—it's one of those things that, like,
1: yeah, I feel like a lot of kid movies don't like to like cover like messages that involve like sometimes it's okay to not forgive people that have hurt you, you know?
0: Yeah, and there sometimes is something... you do
1: have to cut people off.
0: Yeah, and there is something to be said about uh. I mean this is slightly unrelated but like uh as someone who's a really big fan of steven universe the a big criticism that that show has is that like oh steven is way too forgiving of these toxic individuals and i think that uh the main reason why that show is able to uh like communicate this a lot better than these movies is because, like, they actually show that there are consequences to that. And because there aren't, like, really any consequences to, like, having to deal with these sort of things, aside from, like, the sort of hijinky stuff, it's, like, I don't know. It, it, it softens the blow of any of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, the... So the
1: they learn that the queen, the princess thinks them, and she's like, well... You know, you got, uh, the wings now, so if you ever come back, you'll get the wings again, but you'll be able to leave and still be human, and then, uh,
0: Raquel's like, instantly we like, g- we
1: gotta tell everyone about this, we gotta get the paparazzi here. Yeah,
0: like, this will be a great boon to our careers, which, you've been at this thing for how long, like, cause if I know one thing, it's uh, actresses coming out with very scandalous secret details always end up getting help with their careers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. so through this interaction, the prince is like, but can you keep the secret? Yeah, the right. fairy secret? And which, she's like,
0: which Raquel thoroughly demonstrates, no.
1: <laughs> yeah, so the queen, no, the queen, the princess, she's a princess. Because, she is just a princess. Uh, because, you know, I guess... Companies think queens are threatening, so... Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, uh, Well,
0: you know, princesses, oh, they're they're just figureheads, but, oh, queens, oh, no, that implies, like, people in power, and, oh, we can't start putting those sort of politics in our Barbie movie, we just gotta get Which, aggressive. to be
1: fair, queens definitely apologize. should be abolished, or kings, or any kind of monarchy. Any monarchies
0: are bad, especially if, like, you ride your entire government and functioning like especially if you run your entire functioning country off the basis of their well-being England um, it's just uh,
1: someone's gotta seize those assets someday from that royal family oof. they can't keep distracting us with babies we gotta get to the root
0: oh man we can't just keep letting I don't care how magical these people's beams are if they are not using those resources to help the lower-class fairy citizens, then, I'm sorry, they're just not good. Mm. They're, you know, Some idiot it's almost they... as if it's almost as if that people in power that are put there on the basis of elements that they are just born with instead of their actual ability and all of that and stuff that they just inherited, that feels unsustainable because you end up having people who... Feel that they are entitled to that power without ever having to do anything to earn that.
1: Yeah, but Henry. Oh. Sometimes they got really fancy hats, and then that's fun.
0: <laughs> oh boy! <laughs>
1: so, um, but, yeah. So yeah, she wakes wake up, up and
0: they pull the "it was all a dream" biz on. Which that. is
1: also kind of Midsummer Night's Dream. It's really? You
0: know? Yeah. Now mm-hmm. that you mention it, I, w- I didn't really put that stuff together, but this really does have some elements of Midsummer Night's Dream because you do have like the lovers that are like with all these different love triangles kind of like messing about and then you have like shenanigans and a love potion and then people go to bed and, and mm, there was No sp-
1: donkey man though.
0: Man, I would honestly love if they started using these Barbie movies to start adapting certain shakespearean comedies like
1: barbie presents macbeth
0: i I said comedies so like could you (laughs) hey macbeth
1: could be a comedy think about it i
0: guess guess, but could you imagine (laughs) a barbie much ado about nothing like these movies already do the sass and witty dialogue as it is like putting that with like an actual like cute love triangle type dealy would be great or I mean like you said a more overt midsummer Night's dream thing would be pretty cool.
1: I mean they got they've made so many fairy movies. They got a, a, a surprised it took them this long to lean into that.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised too and I I would really appreciate them going more in that direction. That'd be very interesting. Yeah. Uh, but
1: but even though they forgot what happened in their dreams... Also, Barbie wakes up in, like, full bathrobe and eye shadow. Eyesha- so... Yeah,
0: okay, I'm glad we were on the same page about that one. That's, I mean, hashtag woke up like this, but...
1: Uh... Yeah, but they go to the restaurant and... Barbie and Ken talk about how they don't remember details of the dreams, but they remember, like, specific things. And Barbie says she remembers being friends with Raquel. And then Raquel shows up and she's like, you know what, Barbie, because of this dream I had, I'm friends with you now. And they just kind of accept it. Yeah. Also, the stylists come in and say that they are moving away because they were unbanned from Los Angeles, so they're moving back there. But, you know, they don't tell it because it's the fairy secret.
0: Mm-hmm. The
1: fairy secret. The
0: thing that Even I... though
1: Barbie already knows that magic exists in this universe, so it's... Yeah, <laughs>
0: like, I'm... Again, it would have been interesting for them to acknowledge. Heck, just a, uh, like, a throwaway line about how, like, oh, yeah, you know, the flaries are still up in Paris working at my aunt's boutique with uh what's her name oof i already forget glasses girl's name
1: i don't remember
0: but yeah that's barbie a fairy secret so uh
1: yeah any miscellaneous thoughts one thing i forgot to mention is that they do have little fairy iphones that contains a lot of that really topical 2011 humor. It's like, uh-oh, there's too many apps on here. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> like, move.
0: We gotta get these three bars. Yeah. Ugh. What a time. Mm-hmm. What a time. But, honestly, yeah. Not a whole lot else yeah. that I, like, I feel like this was a pretty straightforward movie. Yeah,
1: but it was, I thought it was genuinely enjoyable. I would've wanted a different art direction cuz that was the yeah, thing that
0: the art is... heck or just someone else doing some color correction stuff just get a get like a different cinematographer rainmaker mm-hmm. and just just yeah you went for that. turn down that saturation a little bit but yeah it was yeah what, what do you what do you give this movie
1: hmm i give this movie Three fireballs out of five.
0: Okay, okay, I'm going to give this movie a a zane out of five. It is a it's flashy, it's extra as all hell. It's kind of endearing, but at the end of the day you kind of just wonder, is this uh, gonna be long lasting as it makes it out to be? Yeah. I don't know. So So, what's the movie that's going to be after this one? Ooh, let me see. So the next movie that we're going to be watching is Barbie Princess Charm School. So we are getting...
1: Some, like, boarding school shenanigans? We are getting
0: some Barbie Harry Potter ripoffs.
1: Oh, can't wait. Oh,
0: if they end up leaving this whole continuity... I'll actually be kind of sad because I feel like they actually do have a pretty good thing going for them now. Like, yeah. with the whole Raquel thing, like, so he, she's in, like, a pretty good place to be this sarcastic kind of heel friend.
1: Yeah, like that one friend in a lot of those, like, kids' franchise who is, like, the former bully and stuff. So they're kind of, like, the snarky one. Who's yeah, like, like, like... Gotta remember that they're not evil anymore. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Make her go full Vegeta on us.
1: <laughs> but, um... But...
0: Yeah. yeah, it
1: did kind of almost feel like they were wanting to have more movies in this continuity, but I don't. I think this was the last one in it, right? Oh,
0: well, if that's the case, I'm sorry to I, see it go. Especially if it means that.
1: Hey, we got a Mermaid Tale and a Mary sequel coming out eventually, so. That's
0: true, but if there's one thing that I'll miss, nothing, will compare, it to the grandeur, that is our glorious Kembo.
1: Oh Kenbo! Oh
0: Kenbo! We knew
1: ye well. We knew
0: you well. We hope to see you oh, again, I'm cause wrong. you. Shout out to Adrian Petru, just doing a great job as Ken, like MVP. He's also in uh the Dragon Prince and uh some of, a lot of other animated movies and I Zombie apparently, but yeah, Adrian Petru, MVP of this movie. I hope we see more of you in these, cause. Honestly, Ken is at his best when he's just a himbo doing his best.
1: It's kind of a conclusion on the uh, uh, Barbie as an actress in the real world duology, at least for now. At least for
0: now. I hope we come back to this. But until then, uh, Emma, where can people find more stuff from you? I work
1: at The Shield at University of Southern Indiana. You can find my stuff online.
0: Follow her Twitter.
1: Yeah. I don't post anything, but you can you, if you want well, to.
0: Well, yeah. You should, because your hot takes are good.
1: Okay. Yeah. I got to think of some more some more hot takes.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, well, I mean, post your Barbie hot takes there. I'm sure there's going to be a great audience for that. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, as for me, listener, um, things are, uh, at least when we're recording this, a lot of exciting stuff doing you know plugging away at the hashtag content machine we uh, appreciate any sort of support we can o- you can always follow me at my twitter at kathman or uh, my tumblr or portfolio page uh henrykathman.tumblr.com, or follow me on patreon patreon.com slash that's what helps pays the bills and uh keep an eye out for the youtube channel and if there are anything specific about these episodes that you're enjoying Tweet at us, at Pink all Pod. We love hearing from you guys. So, yeah. But, aside from that, Emma, now it's my turn to give you a secret.
1: Oh, okay. Spill it.
0: Okay, you gotta get closer. Uh, okay. You gotta get closer. Okay. Ken was Bibble. <laughs> no! <long>. No! <laughs> no! Goodbye, everyone! No!